right. Welcome to episode number one uh, for Simplify and Refocus. I am Sharon Fox, your host. And um, today I thought about, you know, uh, what would be one of the first topics that most people would probably be interested in, uh, but also something that uh, kind of is, is an interest to me, something that I have in uh, uh, a particular, um, I don't know, has my eye, catches my attention uh, personally. And I was thinking about it, and I was actually typing up a, another um, episode um, up, and I was working on it, and and, I, and then it just dawned on me. I was eating uh, some cheese and crackers, and I was like, you know, um, I, I'm doing this food journal, and I'm not sure about how many people keep a food journal. So I thought this episode, let's talk about a food journal. Um, so let me kind of back up about why I personally keep a food uh, journal. So I think I said it in the introductory um, episode uh, that last year, 2022, my health uh, went down uh, pretty drastically. Um, just life caught up with me. I wasn't eating right, wasn't drinking enough water. I was drinking too much coffee. Um, uh, my stress levels were, were through the roof. And, uh, you know, finishing up my master's degree and, and then, of course, work situation and so forth. So a lot of things kind of hit me at one time. And, well, when my health uh, declined, um, I, I noticed that I, I couldn't determine what I could eat, what I could not eat. And so long story short, on, on last year, um, I was diagnosed with what they call GERD, um, which is a kind of more of an extreme, a uh, little bit... Uh, heavier dose of acid reflux. And, you know, I I was dropping like four pounds a week. Um, I was barely getting 300 calories, if that. Um, And of course, only getting two or three hours of sleep a night. It it was just a rough, rough season there. And and, and so I had to kind of start documenting and using um, a food journal. And for those that's ever had acid reflux, if you've ever had GERD, um, of course, in a lot of medical, uh, other medical issues as well. You never know really what foods work for you and which ones don't. Um, so, you know, when I was a teenager, man, I, I would reach in the refrigerator, pull out those leftover uh, pizzas and, you know, 1130 at night, chow down two or three pieces of pizza and then go lay back down or something. And it never bothered me. It never seemed to have a negative effect on me. Well, now I'm in my 30s, and for like probably many people that's listening in is, uh, that's not how life is as an adult. That I can't eat pizza that late at night anymore. In fact, me personally, like right now, I can't eat anything after 8 o'clock at night. If I'm wanting to go to bed at 10, 10.30, 11, somewhere in there, um, 8 o'clock is the cutoff, I mean, for sure. Um, I have to stop eating at least three hours before I go to bed. Um, and so anyway, last year I had to kind of keep a food journal and I actually got it here in front of me. And so, um, I, I kept one for each day, put the date on there. I put the times in there of what I ate, uh, bowel movements. I put my medicine time when I took the medicine, how much of the medicine I took. Um, I put my bedtime. I woke, you know, when I woke up. I mean, it, it's pretty extensive. It's it's uh, quite detailed. 
and you know what I ate, how many I ate, um, you know, uh, water, and um, I had to be very, very particular because, uh, like I was saying a second ago, is that when you have acid reflux or GERD, there's there's a thing called trigger foods, so. Um, no spicy foods, uh, greasy foods, um, you know, fast food probably. Um, and so when I document me eating X, Y, Z, then I may feel pretty bad, you know, an hour or three hours later. So I document it saying, okay, I'm not feeling good. I feel nauseous. I feel this, I feel that. And I just keep on documenting, documenting. And I did it for, I don't know how, how many pages I've got here in this, in this journal. And so how to keep that? Well, now um, I'm on the tail end of the GERD and acid reflux. I'm, I'm hopefully getting over uh, most, if not all of it. And I'm keeping a journal now for different reasons. So one of my goals for 2023 is to maintain my weight. Um, so I weigh about 155. Um, and my goal for this year was to stay under 155. And when I weighed myself about one, two days ago, um, I weighed 158. Well, okay, three pounds, who cares? You know, what What does it matter if I weighed, you know, three pounds over? Well, I know myself enough to know that if, if I give myself too much mercy or I justify the three pounds, next thing I know, I'll justify the five pounds. Then I'll find myself justifying 10 pounds. Then I'll justify uh, weighing 30 pounds over. And you see where I'm going. So somewhere or another, I have to draw the line. I have to draw the line and say, okay, I am not going to weigh any more than this. This is it. This is the deadline. Um, so my, my weight that I have to stay under is 155. So I started my journal back up um, You know, this week. And the reason is, is because I want to document what I'm eating going, why did I gain that three pounds? Now, once again, if it's, if it's just the one time that you weighed yourself that you was slightly over your goal, I'm not concerned about it. But with the many times that I weigh myself, and, and I'll get into some of this here in just a second, but after I've seen a consistency um, with my weight, and it being over the 155, that is when it's time to pull out the food journal document. And so I found um, where I probably gained that three pounds. Um, and well, I'll be transparent. It was apple pie. Okay, I love apple pie. And then I've also been chowing down on some vanilla Oreo cookies. Oh man, those things are so good. Uh, so anyway, so why keep a food journal? Well, first of all, keeping a food journal keeps uh, one accountable. It's it's not maybe accountable to a doctor. It's not keeping myself accountable to someone else. My spouse, she doesn't really care if I weigh one fifty five or one fifty seven. I mean, she, what's that to her? But it keeps myself accountable. I am not going to weigh over one fifty five. It keeps myself accountable. Food journal. So, second thing. It opens my eyes to kind of see where I'm at. Um, I, I may be looking in the mirror. I may can justify the weight on the scale. There are certain things that I can do uh, that makes me feel like I'm doing good. But a journal really just takes the the sugar coating off. Um, sometimes quite literally. 
um, takes the sugarcoating off of what I think and what I perceive of myself and shows it to me, like t- taking a good look in the mirror of where I am right now. Uh, so it's very important. Um, keeping a food journal lets me see my weaknesses. Uh, so like the the patterns. Uh, so like I just said, you know, mine was apple pie and vanilla um, Oreo cookies. Well, if if I wasn't keeping a food journal, then I wasn't able to see the calorie count and wondering how did I how was I going over the uh, uh, daily amount of calories that I normally burn? And it's like, well, I'm eating the same amount, you know. Um, I feel like I'm eating the same quantity, but it's the type of foods that I'm eating that was adding more calories per mouthful, if you will. Um, so uh, it, it allowed me to kind of see the pattern of where I'm weak, uh, showed me the uh, patterns of maybe actually good things. You know, maybe you love green beans. Okay, well, you don't even realize that you love green beans until you start looking at the food journal and going, oh, I'm eating, uh, you know, really good with the green beans. I'm doing really good with that. Um, but I'm eating a lot of ice cream. So a food or journal, uh, you're not relying on your uh, uh, memory. You ac- actually can see it black and white on paper. Um, a food journal, it allows me to know where I'm taking in calories, which is just kind of uh, um, uh, mixes in with the statement I just made. And, you know, so if it's it's the morning time, it's the evening time. Uh, some people say, you know, you need to t- take your majority of calories in the morning. Uh, but, you know, in, here in America, probably dinner is the biggest meal that most people uh, eat. And so if you are keeping ca- count uh, of calories or the time, um, you know, depends on how detailed you want to get within your journal, um, you can kind of see man, I'm eating 700 calories for breakfast and um, a a morning snack. Um, Then in the evening, man, I'm eating 1,000 calories for dinner. Well, you kind of kind of see where you're at. And so, you know, when you need to or you feel like you need to pull back on some calories, you can kind of see when you need to start pulling back the, uh, the, the calories. I mean, if you're only taking in 300 calories for breakfast, and then you're eating 1,500 calories for dinner, well, don't skip breakfast and feel like you're starving yourself in the morning. Just pull back on maybe what type of foods or or whatnot in the evenings so that you don't feel like you're starving yourself halfway through the day and then indulging yourself in the evening. So just kind of figure out when you're taking in calories. It's not, not just, you know, I ate, uh, um, 2,200 calories today. Well, yeah, that, okay, you, you stayed under maybe the goal that you had. But when were you eating the calories? Because if you feel like you're starving yourself, yeah, that, that's not a lifestyle, okay? That, that's not something you want to live. You don't want to live every single stinking day starving. You know, it's, it's just not livable. And so you want to find a pattern um, <clears throat> excuse me. You want to find a pattern in your life of not just how many calories you're taking in, but when are you taking them? Maybe you work in construction and you need those calories at the beginning or during it or maybe after a work shift. If you're at a desk job, your uh, intake of calories 
obviously the number is going to be different of what you burn or what you don't burn, but also it's like, when do you need the calories? Um, if, if you're starving yourself, like I said, it's not livable. So that's another reason why for a full a food journal is kind of knowing when you're taking in your calories. Um, I also document foods that irritate my system. So as I was saying, you know, at the beginning of the podcast about my health, if you have health issues, um, you know, or things that you're kind of having to keep track of, um, keeping a food journal helps keep you on track and, and accountable uh, to that as well. Um, so let's just say, well, actually, I'll just use myself. Um, I, I'm lactose uh, intolerant. So, uh, you know, I go to a restaurant and I eat XYZ. And then about two hours later, I'm like, oh, man, my stomach is cramping up. What's going on? I don't feel so good. Well, I go back to my food journal. Okay, what did I eat at the restaurant? And and like there's this one particular restaurant that's close by. I love going there. But almost, you know, there's two or three times in a row that I was not feeling good after eating there. And I'm like, what did I eat? I mean, I, I didn't eat any spicy foods. I didn't eat this. I didn't eat that. I didn't drink a glass of milk. But I then realized the pattern, and that was they most likely put milk in uh, the mashed potatoes, and that's what I was eating. So keeping a food journal also helps you if you um, uh, are, are having issues, you're having stomach cramps, you're having some uh, 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 bowel movement problems, you know, whatnot. You know, excuse me. And, you know, you kind of catch those things. Um, maybe... Uh, I know there's a family member, he's allergic to corn. Well, each time he eats something that's got corn in it, it, it makes him very sick. Okay, well, he's thinking he's eating, uh, when he orders in a restaurant, he's avoiding corn, he thinks. But he's like, every time I eat this, it always causes this. So you can kind of see the patterns uh, with that as well. Um, another reason why I keep a food journal it keeps my goals in front of me. So whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to maintain weight, you're trying to uh, better your health, whatever the case may be, um, keeping a food journal keeps that goal in front of you. Um, having the discipline to uh, write your goal down on paper every week and, and how your decisions impact that goal. You know, um, it, let's just say that you're 50 pounds overweight. If you're 50 pounds overweight, you did not get that way overnight. It it, it took time. In fact, I think um, I think it's about 3,000 calories to equal a pound. Um, so, if you're 50 pounds overweight, well, three times five that's 100 and uh, that's a 15, and then a zero, so that's 100. You do the math. So that's how many calories you have went over over a period of time, right? So. If you want to lose weight, lose that 50 pounds, get back to your goal, don't look at it going, man, I got to lose 50 pounds. Okay, well, focus on the 3,000 calorie deficit. Can I um, be 3,000 calories under per week? If you do that, if you have a 3,000 calorie deficit in a week, then theoretically you're losing a pound a week. So within one year, you will be exactly where you are. And I mean, a 3,000 calorie, I mean, good grief, if, uh, spread out over 
um, a week. I'm sorry if my math is slightly off, but I mean, is that like four or five hundred calories a day? I mean, that's that's not not so hard compared to looking at 50 pounds. And you feel like you're not starving yourself because you're thinking 50 pounds, 50 pounds, 50 pounds. Oh, man, how am I going to get the 50 pounds? Um, so trying to lose weight, look at the food journal, keep the goals in front of you, and it allows you to break it down and how each decision, each meal, each snack impacts your goal. Um, and here's some side um, things that I have learned, and hopefully this will be helpful for you. Um, weigh yourself consistently. Um, so like weigh yourself every morning um, or every Saturday morning. Uh, weigh, you, weigh yourself you know, before you go to bed at night. Um, be consistent with it. Be consistent with your time. Uh, if, is it once a week or is it three times a week that you're weighing yourself? Uh, find, find your, uh, um, your niche there. I, I would say no less than once a week, but I would be cautious about trying to do it every day because it can stress you out because you're going, Oh no, I lost, a, I lost a pound. And then now I gained three. No, don't weigh yourself every day. In my opinion, uh, some people do, some people don't. I, re I, I would recommend not doing it every day. Uh, do it at least once a week, if not twice. Um, and then also just determine, okay, is the clothes going to be on, clothes off? Maybe you're doing it right before you jump in the shower. Maybe you're doing it as soon as you wake up and you got your pajama out, pajamas on. Uh, whatever it is, uh, before a meal, after a meal, find a time where it's consistent because you do not want to let clothing or, or a meal or anything like that to distort your progress. Um, you don't want to be wearing your work boots uh, the second time that you weighed yourself and think that you, you know, you gained three pounds overnight. Uh, so you really want to uh, kind of uh, be consistent with that. Um, and one little tidbit too is, is uh, you know, if you're starting to lose, uh, want, wanting to lose weight or you're trying to maintain weight, uh, one of the best things that's really helped me in, in, is finding the weight that you, you say, no more. This is it. For me, it was 155. That, that is my weight. Drawing that line um, at the very beginning will help you uh, so that at least you're not gaining more weight, right? So like I said, if, you, if you're if you 50 pounds overweight, um, and I'm just going to use easy numbers. It's 200 pounds, right? If you're 200 pounds, that's 50 pounds over than what you're supposed to be. Okay, well, 200 pounds, that is the line. that I'm not going to be 201. I'm not going to be 203. It's going to be 200 or under. It's a good starting point, and at least you're not going in the wrong direction. Um, keep a food journal um, for a season. I, I do not recommend keeping a food journal all the time. Um, oh, man, i got to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, no, I, I would recommend, um, you know, keeping a food journal. Like right now, I'm three pounds overweight, so, um, you know, over my goal. And so I'm going to keep a food journal until I consistently see myself because I'm weighing myself consistently. After I see myself, say, a month where I have stayed under 150.55, I'll stop keeping the uh, food journal for a couple of months. As long as I see myself consistently staying under 155, I'm not going to do a food journal. It's only when I go consistently over 155 is when I bring out the food journal and start going through this again. So I do not recommend keeping a food journal for the rest of your life. 
I would recommend doing it only for a season. Um, and then also, if you're trying to lose weight or you're, you're trying to get back under a goal weight, um, pick a weakness to work on, like one, not six. Well, I'm eating apple pie, I'm eating uh, vanilla Oreo uh, cookies, I'm eating ice cream, I'm eating that, I'm eating this. Don't try to get rid of all of those things at one time. Um, your body will freak out. Okay, don't do that. Um, you know, you can substitute a couple of things. That's fine if you are if you don't even notice. Uh, but if you notice it, your body's going to notice it too. Um, so focus on one weakness at a time. Focus on one bad food at a time. Focus on one goal um, in that at a time. Um, document times for your foods. So um, this is going into the specifics of your food journal. That is really up to you. Um, if you like chocolate ice cream and you don't like vanilla, fine. If you like vanilla instead of strawberry, fine. I don't care. But however detailed you want to get with your journal, um, you know, set that for yourself. If you want to put the times in there, you want to put um, uh, when you wake up, when you go to bed, what exactly you ate, how many servings, how many ounces. Um, you can put, uh, you know, how many cookies you ate. Um, the calories for sure, I think that should be in there. Um, you know, what time did you stop eating um, at night? I, I recommend at least three hours before you go to bed. Um, and document your workouts. Um, document, like uh, I've got a couple of watches that tell me how many calories I burned because of how many steps and so forth, so forth. Um, you can put that in there. That'll really help. Um, you know, you can document your sleep. I slept good last night. I slept, uh, you know, uh, like I got this one watch. It tells me my the quality of sleep that I had. I slept for seven and a half hours and I had 90% efficiency. Okay, great. I can put that down in the journal or I can just put in the journal and say, hey, I slept good last night. I felt refreshed this morning. Um, and so those are just a few things that I would recommend. Uh, some things that I've experienced, some things that I've gone through uh, with a food journal. And um, I think it's helpful. Uh, but once again, uh, one of the biggest takeaways for whoever's listening is, is to only do it for a season. It's a tool. It's a tool in the toolbox. It's, it should not be something that you're doing all the time. Um, it's just something for a season to get yourself on track, to make yourself aware of where you're at. Uh, keep yourself accountable to maybe some goals, some health goals that you may have, and of course expose any weaknesses and so forth. So uh, those are a few things. Uh, hopefully this was good, and uh, we will see you next time.